uh, I have two co-hosts today. We have a whole team of uh, dynamic Catholic women. I have Suzanne Probst with me today. Suzanne, uh, you had you just came off of that spectacular showing of the Gosnell movie. With over 300 people attending at Christian Liberty Academy, and the movie will be shown at the movie theaters in October, if you missed it. Well, God bless you. I mean, this whole issue of working in the pro-life movement, it takes a lot of people, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, to do this goal line surge. Also, Dari, Dari Sarsok is here. She's no stranger. She was a veteran uh, assistant at Lake County Right to Life, and now she is working here at WSFI Catholic Radio. And Dari, thanks for co-hosting this with me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm honored to be here. And our star today is an incredible woman. I'm just learning more and more about her. Uh, Suzanne brought it to our attention. Her name is Ina Sobolewski. How did I do, Ina? Great. I did good. Okay, so Ina Sobolewski, for those of you who are um, not familiar with her amazing work, she is the founder of Brazil for Life, which is an organization that has saved over how many babies? 12,000? More than 12,000. Yeah. More than, t do you believe it? More than 12,000 babies have been saved since she started 18 years ago. She's also the author of this book, Anna's Journey. Um, and Anna, is this your, a, a story of your life? My mom. A story of My your mother's story. life. A story of your mother's life. So welcome, Ina. Welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. And it's wonderful to be here. Before we get too much into the interview, I just want to let our listeners know, for those of you just in the car, you're listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, this uh, group, Brazil for Life, who I know you're going to be impressed with, has a fundraiser coming up. And I know that you will want to be there to support Ina's work. This, her work is really the work of our Lord. And um, just this past year, they have saved over 330 babies as a result of her work. Um, it's on May 10th at 7 p.m. It's a dinner, and it will be at the Seville. Seville? Yes. The Seville in Streamwood, Illinois. If you want some information or how to purchase tickets, you can go to www.brazil, and then the number 4, brazilforlife.org, or you can call 847-863-2003, 847 863 863-2003, or 2003, for those of you who prefer it that way. Um, you have some amazing speakers. You have John Silva, who is uh, an abortion survivor who uh, inspired this book and his journey. And I think you have another speaker. Is that right? And Dr. Altman. So, Ina, first I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, tell us about yourself and what led you, led you to get involved in this work. Um, when I was 12 years old, my mom told me her abortion story. She told me that um, when she got married, 10 months after the wedding, I was born. 11 months later, my second brother was born. Mm -hmm. Six months later, she was expecting my third brother. And at that point, my dad lost his job. And back then was a dictatorship in Brazil, and it was very hard to get a job. So she waited and waited, and when she was about four months pregnant. Uh, one of the neighbors told her, why don't you go and do an abortion? My mom was raised without a mother. She had a stepmother. So she had never heard of abortion or birth control. She was, my grandmother died when she was six and left 13 kids. Wow. So the baby that was born died and then she was, they were raised, one, they raised each other. And my grandfather died when my mom was 13. So when my mom got married, um, she didn't know anything about abortion, but this neighbor took her to a backyard place where they did the abortion for my mom. 
And it's a very sad story the way it happened. And she said that she lost a lot of blood. But when she got back home, she laid in the couch, on the couch, and she said that she saw this. It was like a vision of a woman coming to her. And the woman opened her hands, and in, their, in their, her hands, there were like, there was a bird with the head down. And this woman just told her, You almost killed my little one. Wow. And my mom started crying. She didn't know what was going on. And she, she begged God. She said, God, please, if, if, if the baby's not dead, give me a second chance. And wh whatever is left from the baby, I'll raise. And, uh, and my mom went back to her normal life, raising me and my brother. And like a week later, when she had to go for a checkup at the doctor, she felt something moving. One, one week before, she go, before going to the doctor, she was hanging clothes and she felt a movement and she goes the baby's alive and mm -hmm. she went to the doctor didn't say anything about the, the abortion and the doctor checked and ha the heartbeat was there there was no ultrasound back then but and so she didn't have a way to see anything but anyways she told me that story when i was 12 and my brother was born nine months later and he was born not nine months later at full term past he was past the due date but right by the grace of god he was perfect there was not no limbs missing nothing and i, I say to him that he's not perfect because he's an attorney today so he's <laughs> not perfect <laughs> but uh oh. after that after my mom told me that story and the reason why she told me her firstborn at 12 is because that was inside of her. It's, it's a secret that she didn't have anybody to share with. It's, and that's the problem with many women that go through the same thing. They don't have anybody to have mercy on them because anytime people tell you that they are doing an abortion, everybody condemn them. There is the group that tells you to go and do the abortion and there is the group that condemn you for the rest of your life, including the devil himself. That he will always be blaming the person and I always say that I've never heard one single woman saying when I grow up I want to do an abortion we know that people do because they are desperate and they think there is no other way out and I started after my mom told that story I was so young but like a year later I, I remember that I met a woman that used to live close to my house and she was always playing a young very young woman playing with another girl and one day I found out that she had that baby she was raped and she had that baby at 11, when she was 11, 11 years old. So, and, and so she was 22 and her daughter was 11. And I used to think they were sisters. But um, then I, I started noticing all these things. God was, started putting people in, on my way. So I remember doing, going to do nails, like Brazilians take nails very seriously. So I remember going to do my nails and there were all these women sitting and waiting for their turn. And this woman, out of the blue, started talking about the fact that she had had eight abortions. And the boy that she had now, the nine-year-old, was the only one that she had. And she, she, was, she said, like, naturally, it wasn't a secret. She was just, and then another one said, oh, I had three. It was just like they were talking about ice cream. And I noticed that, in, I said, wow, I wonder if in Brazil they all do abortions as a, a birth control. A, a method of birth control. And I start talking to women and little by little I start getting involved with, and I start getting to know so many women that had had abortions or, or planning on having an abortion, but there was no help whatsoever in Brazil. So when I, f when I got married many years later and I moved here, 
I found out that there were like 3,000 Christ Pregnancy Centers. I immediately became a volunteer. I was so happy to know that somewhere in the world, women would receive this kind of help that we give. And after that, um, then we got married. And like three years later, when we had two children, four years later, God started speaking to me about opening a crisis pregnancy center in Brazil. I had no resources whatsoever. We used to live in a small house with two kids and both of us working. We, I couldn't afford. But the Lord started talking to me. And so I started looking online for any place that do, that do international work, that will open Christ Pregnancy Center overseas. And I found Life, Life Christ Pregnancy Center from Detroit. So I contacted them. I, I went there sat with them, had a meeting with them, and they said, we've been praying for a long time that we open one in Brazil. Right. So, and so we went to Brazil and they gave training and they were, a, and we opened the very first Christ Pregnancy Center in Brazil in May of 2000. Mm -hmm. After that one, um, it was a great blessing. And after that, I, I just thought, okay, God, I did what you wanted me to do. I'm fine. That's it. But seven years later, my husband passed away suddenly at 46 he had a heart attack and died watching tv and at that time the lord started talking to me about opening more christ pregnancy center and i even said lord i think this is the wrong time i have a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old crying for their dad every day and and myself became a single mom that suddenly and i have to work i was working more than one job and very tired and i said lord i don't think this is for me but the lord kept speaking to me, my sister that was living in the city of Belo Horizonte called me and, and said, Ina, there are so many abortions here. There are people throwing babies from, from the buildings and they found babies in the river. They found babies in the garbage. The, Ina, we have to open a Christ Pregnancy Center here. And I, I was like, how am I going to do this? Needless to say that God opened all doors. To make this story short, there was a woman came to, to Chicago and she needed a place to stay. And I said, okay, I, I'll have my daughter sleep with me and you can sleep on, in her room. I barely knew this woman, but she was friends with the pastor of the biggest mega church in Belo Horizonte, the same city that I was thinking about. And I told her this story and she said, I will help you. And by the grace of God, I went there and they are all waiting for me. And we started, we opened the very, the second Christ Pregnancy Center in 2008 in Belo Horizonte, in the end of uh, October 2008. And after that, God started opening doors all over. And now we have 18 crisis pregnancy centers. And more than 12,000 women have been through our centers all over Brazil. We've been to the middle of the rainforest where they abort babies. They, they don't abort babies. If you are born with any kind of what they call defect, if you have blue eyes, it, they kill. And if, uh, if the mom gets pregnant out of wedlock, it, there are 180 tribes in the Amazon. So this, in, in some tribes, they, use the, they have this kind of rituals. Other tribes, they don't. But in, in some of the tribes, if the mom gets pregnant out of wedlock, they make her carry it to term. And when the baby is born, they, they kill the baby. They just... Yeah, so it's and the mom is supposed to do that as a punishment for getting pregnant out of wedlock. She so snaps her baby's neck. Is that yeah. what you were saying? Yeah, 
She snaps her baby. She, so she so does. they have the baby be brought to full term. Right. And then yeah. they have the mother murder her The mother child. has to do it as wow. a punishment. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to WSFI 88.5 FM. Our guest is Ina Sobolewski. Ina is the founder of Brazil for Life. She has a very exciting event that's coming on May 10th. May 10th, it's a Thursday night, is that right? Yes. Thursday night, May 10th at 7 p.m. It's at Seville and Streamwood. And tell us what the number is that people can call for tickets on the website. 847-863-2003. What's that number, Suzanne? Here we go. We're going to keep saying it. 847-863-2003. And Dory, how about the website? We're going to take a break. What's the website people can go to help um, Ina out? www.brazilforlife.org And we're going to take a quick break right now um, and uh, we'll be right back. We have Ina Sobolewski, we have Suzanne Probst and Dory Sarsak and I'm your host, Angela Tomlinson and we'll be right back after this commercial break. We want you all to go to this beautiful Brazil for Life event that's Thursday. This organization has a proven track record. It's been around for 18 years. And they have saved how many babies? Over 12,000. 12,000 babies. 12,000 babies. How can you not give and support Brazil for Life? The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic Radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way. And it's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Well, hello and welcome back to WSFI Spotlight. We are uh, in the second segment of this half-hour show. We're talking about the amazing work of this woman, uh, Ina Sobolewski, 
and the organization which she founded, Brazil for Life. And um, what a great track record they have. They've saved over 12,000 babies since she started. The Lord spoke to her heart, and she followed it. And uh, since then, uh, how many crisis pregnancy centers have you started in Brazil? 18. 18 crisis pregnancy centers in Brazil. She had no money. She had no experience building businesses or any of this. And yet you see um, how God is working through you, Ina, how he's working through you. So, so how do you find these women? Yeah. Um, first, let me tell you something. Um, abortion in Brazil is illegal. So women do abortion using uh, crochet needles, crochet hooks, and they perforate the placenta. And, that, and they also take herbs, and they also take Cytotec, which is a cancer uh, pill. They use that to do, their abort that to, to do abortions. And some of them take two or three pills and stuff like that. So the abortion um, industry in Brazil is very big. It's actually bigger than here. I believe that we have, um, they say that the, day, the abortion per day in Brazil is around 3,000, but that's what they can track. But there are many people doing abortions at home. There are nurses that goes to people's house to do abortions at home. So 3,000 a day. And what's the population of Brazil? Uh, the population of, I don't have it by heart right now. Yeah, but no, it's just really big. They, they said something like 4,000 babies a day are aborted in the United States. Yeah, We have 276 million people. No, we, we have, have much more. So yeah. your, your percentage is it's much higher. It's, it is. And uh, they... Um, Based on the, the CDC, they say that the second reason for hospital, um, f for, for suicide in Brazil is abortion. And also more than 10,000 women die every year of abortion complication because then they get infections and all kinds of stuff. So we, the way we find the women is we, um, we get free marketing, sometimes in trains and buses. We get free marketing and the newspapers. And we also look for them on the internet. We go to all, there are all kinds of abortion blogs, abortion chats, women looking for people selling the pill, people doing abortion. So when we, we and it's very easy to find. Actually in the US also, there are many people, you go online, you'll find a lot of women looking for uh, abortion information. So. We go on those chats and we, we put a name, we just put our initials, and we say, uh, oh, you want to do an abortion, I may be able to help you. And then they want to meet us. And then we, we go and meet them in like in the, most of the times in shopping malls. We say, okay, we can have a, a talk and we will have some coffee and I'll explain to you what we can do. And we have those fetal models and stuff and we bring with us. And uh, if she says, I'm 12 weeks, I say, you can hold your baby here. This is the weight and the size of your baby. And we start talking to them. They, uh, we tell them we have an option that you, you don't need to kill your baby. You can give it up for adoption. And we give them all the help we can. And we, we depend on donations. So we get baby clothes and diapers. When, and we, we try to help the women as much as we can according to, our, to, to what we have, our resources. But once, because up to that point, all that she heard was people criticizing her. You are crazy. You, you, why did you let this happen? And all that stuff. But it, uh, we listen to her and we say, we understand you and we are here to help. So, and that's how we do. Most of the women comes to us through, through that um, kind of uh, conversation that we have with them. We call, we give our phone number and we talk to them. 
we talk and they want to be heard. When a woman is in that, that situation, uh, they want to be heard. They want somebody to, to listen to them uh, and a shoulder to cry. And we do that. We have volunteers all over Brazil. Our volunteers are such a blessing. In the whole country, we only have one paid person. And, and she, she is the director who makes $300 a month when we can afford. But um, the rest are all volunteers. And we also have a group of young teenagers who goes from school to school and church to church youth group speaking about abstinence. We trained a lot of kids from age 13 all the way to 20. And they go from church to church doing drama and stuff, speaking to teenagers about the, um, the advanta advantage of remaining abstinence to, uh, abstinent till marriage. So that's that that in that way we can cut the abortion before before it is is even thought, you know, because that will not happen. But I always say to people, um, wherever I go, I always ask people to do one thing. I always tell people, uh, close your eyes for a second, and then I say, abort your grandfather, one of your grandparents, and now erase from the family. How many people would die together with him? Because every person that's aborted is a whole generation. I look at my brother. He was saved from abortion. And he's now married. And he has a son. And, you know, it's a happy person. I, but you know what? None of us ever had any problem. My dad got a job right after my mom tried to abort my brother. And we all survived well. Today he's an attorney, studied and all that stuff. And, and it's, it's just the desperation of the moment. The mom can't see the future. She can't see one inch ahead of her. But we are there to tell them that God has a future for her and for the baby. That is so beautiful. You're listening to Enos Zableski. She has a beautiful fundraiser coming up right here in Streamwood, Illinois, on May 10th at 7 p.m. Enos, tell us a little bit about the speakers that you have at the event. Yeah, Dr. Altman. Dr. Kathy Altman, she was the director of a Planned Parenthood for a long time, for two, three years in Florida, and but before that, she was an abortionist. She did uh, many abortions. Actually, you can look for, check on um, YouTube, and you're going to see the videos of Dr. Altman is speaking to Congress and at the House, speaking about uh, how many babies. She says that she is more than a mass murderer because she killed so many babies, on the, including one of her babies was aborted. And when she had the second child, it's like God spoke to her and showed her that what she was doing is wrong, is wrong, was and is wrong. And, uh, and she changed her mind and she started speaking for the unborn. She became an advocate for the unborn beautiful, beautiful testimony for us that stand in front of abortion clinic, the abortion clinic spraying here, most of us, I guess. Um, and we see the doctor coming in and out and it looks like he's never going to change that, that his heart is seared and nothing is ever going to happen. This doctor, Dr. Kathy Altman, is proof that God is working and he changes hearts. He's still in the business of changing hearts. So she did stop doing abortions, and now she's going to come and speak for, to us next Thursday at 7 p.m. She's coming from Florida to speak to us. Wow, that is so amazing. I mean, that, isn't that a great story of hope, ladies? Yes. Do I are you yes. writing something down? Do you have a question? Uh, well, my question was already answered before I was going to ask you if abortion 
was legal or illegal in Brazil because I didn't really know. It's illegal. It's, it's still, still illegal. illegal. Yeah. So basically these women are doing what they call back alley yes. or they're doing yes. yourself. Yes. And, but would you say that because in America we have legal abortion, it's I don't see that it's made any difference. It hasn't, women are still having abortions. Yeah. Abortion is abortion, whether it's legal or, or illegal. back alley. What's the difference? Well, uh, you know? I think <laughs> we in the U.S. have an advantage. Why, uh, things that God is famous for turning the work of the devil to his glory, right? right. So now th here we know where the clinics are. We can stand in front of the clinics praying. And, and, and by the grace of God, we always get a save here and there. It's a whole generation, so it's, it's a big thing. In Brazil, we don't know where the clinics are, so we can't pray in front oh. of the abortion clinics. You know, I am not in favor of legalizing abortion in Brazil. I pray that it will never be legalized. But okay. I also pray that we will find where these clinics are for us to start praying in front of these places. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. here in the United States, it's just more of a killing machine. It's mm -hmm. like the difference between being able to kill someone with a knife and getting out a machine gun and just decimating because you look at the vault they've really turned it into a big business here haven't they yes and they've turned it into a profitable business yes which then they take that money and they invest in propaganda and they convince women who aren't desperate that it's just a way of life you know right. i wonder and do you would you say the women that are having abortions in brazil what do you think is the deciding factor on their choice to try to kill their children um there are many very young women 12 years old, 15. That's very, very young. young. Very young. And, um, and, and Brazil is a country that, you know, we have carnival, we have all these things, and, and people become very um, liberal. And, and, and they just, there are many parents that are okay with their children sleeping with their boyfriends in the house and all that stuff. So it becomes an open field for unwanted pregnancy so promiscuity promiscuity is big so for that reason i i guess it's one of the main things that people just start ha getting pregnant out of wedlock and then when they see that they're pregnant they know they don't want and then they start that's when they remember that they have a goal in life that they want to study they want to have a career they don't remember those things before that but once they get pregnant and then they think that the baby has to pay for their mistake with their lives so, which is very sad. But one thing about the dinner that I forgot to mention is that at this dinner, we are going to have my brother, the abortion survivor, and, the and, Dr. and Dr. Altman. So we are going to have a former abortionist speaking and a former victim speaking. Wow. wow. So we are going to have both in the same place. And wow. those tickets are so reasonably priced, aren't they, ladies? $35. Yes. And they have valet parking, yes. right, included in the cost yes. of the dinner. And yes. how do you raise money? How do you support all of these um, crisis pregnancy centers? How do you do it on $35? <laughs> well, we, we expect people to give donations. Thank we, God. Yes. And, and I praise God that people are, have open hearts and, and, and give their donations because it goes all to the work we do. We don't spend, I, I myself never received one dollar salary and my salary is to see the babies. Every week we have babies being born somewhere in Brazil and they send me pictures. That's, that's the best pay you can ever get. But um, we, we, d we have so many needs right now, but God is always provides using his people for his glory. As it says in Proverbs that whoever helps the poor lends to God. 
So there are a bunch of people that like to lend to God. And you know, when you lend to God, you're going to receive a very good payback. So that's, yes, that's what we, we, we do. That's how we raise money doing this. And also in Brazil, we do bake sales and stuff like that. Yes. Is your mom alive? No, my mom died very young. She died at 61. Wow. And she asked me not to talk about her abortion till she was gone. So I had mm -hmm. to wait till she passed mm -hmm. to talk about it. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's all the time we have left. Suzanne, Dory, do you believe it? This half hour went by so fast. <laughs> oh, so fast. fast. Well, what a, was this a great show? Great yes. experience? Yeah, I think it was a spectacular show. Thank you, Ina. What a blessing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm looking God. forward to the banquet. Yes. Uh, thank you. Suzanne? That besides Ina's full-time job and her full-time job doing Brazil for Life work, she always, every week, goes to... Um, the abortion clinics and prays in front of the abortion clinics. Whenever I am off, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're off, you're praying in front of those yes. abortion clinics. Yes, yeah, I love doing States. this. I love praying in front of abortion clinics. Wow. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have left. And um, our producer today has been Carmel's very own David Bending. David, thank you for doing such an excellent job there behind the board. Um, our guest has been, if you're just getting in your car, don't want to miss this event. It's Thursday, May 10th, 7 p.m., which would be next Thursday, a week from now. May 10th, 7 p.m. And, OK, 